This is Becky Baldwin of Merciful Fate and Fury, and you're listening to That Metal Interview. So we welcome you guys back to your favorite podcast, That Metal Interview Podcast with your friend James from the state of Texas in the US of A from the planet Earth. And anyways, we have a special guest, bassist extraordinaire, Becky Baldwin from Merciful Fate and from her own band, Fury, and amongst other projects that she'll talk about. And she will talk about joining King Diamond's Merciful Fate 80s band and how she feels about that and how that came about. So right now you're watching her play Come to the Sabbath from Merciful Fates Don't Break the Oath 1984 release, right? Isn't she badass? So anyways, so right now let's listen to one of Fury's latest videos and singles. Embrace the Demons from their album Born to Sin released in 2022. This is Fury, Embrace the Demons. We'll be right back.
crushing rock melting your face you guys can stream it now the album is called born to sin the band is fury f-u-r-y this is a band that becky pertains to as she talks about in this interview and she also talks about how she's going to balance out the schedule for this band fury and for the legendary merciful fate she'll talk to us and reveal how she's going to accomplish that right and also I asked her about uh, the cover band that she plays in uh, here and there sporadically, the Metallica tribute band. She'll talk about that a bit, and she'll tell us which is her favorite Metallica track. Anyways, enough talking. This is our interview with the great Becky Baldwin of Merciful Fate and Fury. Enjoy. Uh, What part of the planet are you at? Where are you? So I'm in England, um, in the city of Birmingham. Okay, very cool. How's the weather up there? Um, it's just been absolutely tipping it down <laughs> for the last couple of hours. Uh, but it's it's cold, generally very cold, and uh, today quite wet as well. Awesome. I'm here in Texas. Awesome weather in the 60s Fahrenheit. <laughs> very cool, huh? Oh, wow. That must be so much nicer. <laughs> right. Did it ever get cold there? Yeah. Um, December, January, a bit of February, but... It just depends, you know. You know, the weather's just crazy. Hard to tell. But right now, it's sunny. Okay. It's real nice, yeah. Are you from Texas? <clears throat> yes. I'm in Texas about uh-huh. a couple hours from San Antonio. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so so first of all, um, congrats on the Merciful Fate gig. Thank you. Thank you very much. How does <laughs> that feel? It's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's great. Um, it's, it's just really nice to feel um, settled into the position now. You know, I did those... A um, couple of runs of, of shows back in 2022, yeah. and it was, you know, it was all, of course it was great to do those, but always being able to see the end in sight and knowing that you know the next show is probably going to be Joey um, coming back in into the to, to, to do the live shows, yeah. and so now I just feel um, I, don't, I don't know like a sigh of relief almost that um, I know that I did a good job doing those that first tour and that I, I feel welcomed and um and yeah just that my my role is uh is stable i, I guess before I, I just wanted to do a good job and make a good impression not because i wanted the job permanently of course i, I wanted it but i never thought that that would be an option but just to know that like such a, a band that i have so much respect for that i would do a good job as it and and to know that i I did that. I did that. I did okay <laughs> because uh, they want me back. It's just it's just very reassuring. That's awesome. So you already have a band, uh, Fury. How is that gonna? Yes. Is, is there gonna be a conflict there with the scheduling, or do you think? Yeah, I think with not really. I think I'm gonna find a way to make it both work. I mean, with King Diamond, he's got Merciful Fate and also King Diamond as well, yeah. working two projects at the same time. And of course, King Diamond tours are going to be much more extensive than uh, Fury, especially at the moment because we're still quite a small band. Um, so I know that with Merciful Fate, it, there's going to be a lot of planning involved. I'm going to know well in advance when there's any tours and releases coming up. So it means that for Fury, as a smaller band, it doesn't mean that they get completely put to the side or anything. It means that I can just use the time, the, those gaps that I do have in my schedule to make sure something happens with Fury. And so that's the plan for this year is, uh, you know, I'll be starting to record for Merciful Fate, but 
um, for the next Merciful Fate album, but I'll also be starting and also finishing the Fury album and then hopefully towards the end of the year start touring with them and so both can definitely work together um of course i have to do, still take priority um of, of merciful fate but um that that's not really a problem with the level that the band is at and also i book most of the shows for fury so it means like i I, I know what the schedule is going to be for Metal Fate and I can just look for those uh, gaps to book Fury shows and so it, it, it's, it's going to work out pretty good but yeah. I, I keep busy I guess that's the main thing I, I like to be busy and I like to uh, make sure I'm always releasing new music albums and, and touring uh, I, I, a lot of people say that you know that I came from the internet and like YouTube playing, but that's not really what I do most of the time. I guess that's how most people know me is from the internet because it's the it's the biggest audience that I can possibly reach is is online. But really, I spend most of my time touring and um, working with local bands in in the UK. So that's more of the thing that I'm doing. And I just want to keep busy doing that. Yeah, you're super busy. Too many things to, to yes. cover in in thirty minutes or so. So let's try to get to. Some of the stuff. So you mentioned a uh, yes. uh, you mentioned the new album from both bands, huh? Merciful Fate and Fury. When can we expect those? Yes. Uh, so we can expect the the Fury one this year. I hope, like maybe late summer or early um, autumn or winter, at the latest. Um, and for Merciful Fate, I'm guessing uh, my my guess is going to be. 2025 maybe towards the end of 2025 um but it depends how it all goes because um king is working on a king diamond album right first so yeah so we've got a little bit of time there and uh, they'll have to tour that as well give it the full um you know the full like tour like world tour treatment and everything uh but but you know there there is something in the works i've listened to hank's demos he sent me i think about nine songs uh, a couple of weeks ago and i've been listening through those so it's it's on the way um wow. but it's it, yeah it's it, it's all just been uh, in the works for kind of a while and now things is just starting to fall into place it's awesome news for us fans so um we know you did a tour a couple of dates with uh merciful fate last year 22 i'm sorry yep. this time around when they called you up to join Uh, did you get some new songs to learn, or do, is it basically the same stuff? Or I think for the dates that we have this year, we have just Brazil and Chile. So because uh, they're also festivals, and we haven't been to that part of the world in, I, I think they haven't played that part of South America for 25 years at least. Um, so it's going to be the same set list as it was for America. But, but I think you know that those are the chance. Uh, it's probably going to be about the same. There may be one new song. Um, But it's, it's not set in stone yet. We're just kind of like finishing a new, uh, working on a new single. So that, that could be in the set, but it may just be uh, the classic one. Because the thing is, we don't really have, uh, everyone's living in different countries. Yeah. So we don't really have the opportunity to rehearse um, it, like we did for the uh, the America tour that I did. We kind of had an extra day to, um, you know, pre-production and, like, you know, set up all of the gear and and do a little bit of rehearsing. We won't have that opportunity this time. So it's it's depends on like how we feel about the the new song so it may just be uh the same set list as the uh north america show and then new stuff will be on the new tour that comes after the new album well very cool so take us back to the first time you rehearsed with merciful fate i saw an interview where you said you weren't able to make the first rehearsals because problems with flights and stuff but how was the first time you stood 
next to King Diamond and the, the Hank and those guys. Uh, were you kind of nervous or were you pretty cool? Oh, oh so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, the, the first time when we got to really rehearse the songs was, it was just the four of us. So me, Hank, Mike, and Biane. So there was no vocals. And I, I guess that was something that was making me a little bit nervous because I'd rehearsed, I'd practiced at home so many times with the songs that obviously have vocals on and along with live shows again, that there's vocals to kind of cue each section and so you know where you are and so I always felt very exposed <laughs> having uh-huh. um, no vocals um, to to kind of follow and I was like oh damn you know I I don't really know I wasn't counting how many times we're going to do this this section um, because if, if it was led by the vocals I would say okay yeah. when it says this word that means I, I know I've got to change this um, so I wasn't sure how it was going to go. But to be honest, I, I, I think I just literally played the set list so many times. It was like very much internalized. And I think for the other guys, they had the same kind of thing. We were still looking at each other to help each other with cues. So it, it, it went really well. So we, we rehearsed just the four of us, um, did the whole set. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Well done. Um, yeah, should we go get some dinner or something? And like, you know, they were done with yeah. it. They were happy to just finish it there. And I was like, oh, guys, come on, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, I, I missed the, the first couple of days that we could have rehearsed because of the, all these flight problems. Um, so that, like, can we just do it again? Or, you know, let's take a break and then do it again. And, and they were happy to do that. But um, they were just kind of, they, they felt good after the first one. And to be honest, I, I felt really good after the first uh, rehearsal. And then the following day, I think it was the following day that we had the gig so um and that was the first time that i that that was the first time of that trip to to meet king diamond so that was the second time meeting king diamond and it was during the sound check of the gig in uh, in dallas oh uh How was that? so yeah we were figuring out all the levels and and that was when i could first like sort of rehearse i mean it's 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 a rehearsal i guess like if something is to go wrong it needs to go wrong there because you still have time (laughs) to fix it but it's more we're there to like focus on um how it all sounds so there's a lot of stopping and starting and it's not really so yeah we didn't really rehearse as a full band at all wow wow that's uh yeah Yeah, not, I, not how I'd normally do things, but you know that it's just the way it's got to be, I guess. When it's an international band, and everyone's such um, professionals, they're all very dedicated to what they do, yeah. and so they they come completely prepared, and so it's fine. But it, you know, it makes it a very thrilling first show because you just you you feel like you just don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> what went through your mind, Becky, when you first the first gig when you helped out Merciful Fate? In 2022, the first note, the first song, the count off with the drummer, and then you you heard King Diamond come in, his first vocal line. So what went through your mind? At what point did you realize, hey, you know what? I'm on stage here with uh, a legend here. Did that go through your mind? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mostly going through my mind was absolute panic. You know, <laughs> like, um, it took a while to settle in. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a a big difference to the kind of shows that I was doing before, you know, having like the curtain and, you know, when the curtain drops that kind of, and that kind of stage show with the big, the, the stairs and everything. Um, it was just a, a completely another level of, of, um, 
of a show that yeah. I've just never been a part of before. And we were using um, in-ear monitors. That's something I've never used before. So I've always been like an amp kind of um, person. So uh, that was the first time uh, moving over to them. But they, you know, they do have sound on stage. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I always had I, I, in the back of my mind. I was always thinking what could go wrong like you know my bass could um i don't know get knocked out of tune or like uh-huh. um suddenly the, the connection could drop and i won't be able to hear what's going on um so yeah i mostly it was panic for the first couple of um measures bars at least, okay. or maybe yeah. the first section but yeah i i did settle into it by I, I don't know i guess like halfway through the first song i just think okay yes i i think i've got this um I can like it sounds good and it was more looking at the crowd and like seeing them watching us and you know this is the first USA show for almost 25 years so there's loads of people there loads of young people there who are seeing Merciful Fate for the first time and they're absolutely losing it like they're having (laughs) a great time and then I'm like hell yeah actually this is really really cool and um, as nervous as I might feel it like this is just like the greatest moment of my life so far um and just looking around and um king diamond's doing his thing and yeah like i i did also like when i saw merciful fate at bloodstock i was side of stage and um and that was my first time ever seeing the band live so i felt like i didn't get a full experience of uh, i i don't know i I feel like you, you don't fully appreciate something unless it's right in front of you um and so now, you know, having a bit more time with the songs and being part of the stage set, it was like, yeah, this is like really insane, like totally awesome. incredible, um, <laughs> uh, life-changing moment. Wow, what an honor! So, which is your favorite uh, merciful song to play, Becky? Um, I think okay, my favorite merciful fate song is Melissa. I just I love that as oh, yeah. a song to listen to. But um, for playing, would probably be Doomed by the Living Dead. Um, that one's just so, like, old school, like, thrashy. And um, it, it's got a really catchy chorus. And um, I don't know, it's got, like, loads of just, like, cool little features. And it's, like, I don't know, just a, a short, tidy little song. And I, I love playing that one. I think that, that those two are my favorites to play. Which was the most difficult song to play? Or, or I know you're a badass on bass, of course, but is there any song that gave you a hard time or maybe... A little bit. I think the ones that needed the most attention was Satan's Fall. So that one's like yeah. 12, 13 minutes worth of, you know, the song is constantly changing. Um, you, you think, okay, this, you start learning it, and you're like, okay, this sounds like a verse. Um, I've got this riff down, that's cool, move on to the next bit. You're like, oh, maybe this is a bridge, maybe this is a chorus, I don't know. And then you, you're expecting to come back to that verse at some point, but it just, new section and then another new section and another uh-huh. one um, and then I think you know maybe 10 minutes later you come back to that first riff and it's like thank god we're back here again <laughs> um, but yeah like it just because it, it in terms of um, it just took so long to learn every section how it all um, fits together uh, and you just not getting lost I think that was the main thing in in the, that song <laughs> the sequence yeah yeah I got you yeah I play guitar here in Texas so I understand uh, music and all that, the measures and this and that. So very cool. Wow. Yeah, you got to learn the sequence of the song first, huh? What's before? Yeah. yeah. Verse, chorus. And whatever. that can be the hardest for, especially if there's long sections that are instrumental. Um, I, I don't know. I find it very. I, it can be quite easy to get lost in sections like that. 
So how's King Diamond as a person? Uh, is he what we see on uh, on videos, what we hear in the music? Is he some evil guy in a castle <laughs> on a mountain with a with a sword? And uh, is he a cool guy or is is he that? <laughs> oh, he's no, he's really cool. Um, I, I guess uh, it, it depends which interviews you've seen. Like I've seen some, I guess more recent ones. Um, that's kind of how I, I you know, obviously how I know him because I, I've met him just more recently. Um, but he's cool. He has so many stories. He's so chatty. Like he has to. It's almost like he has to force himself to, like, kind of isolate from the rest of the band because if he hangs out with us, he's just gonna have so much. He has so much to say and like so many interesting things to say that we'll end up just chatting all day. And then when it comes to the show, his voice has been like, "Oh God, why did I do that?" Because <laughs> you know, I'm getting a bit uh-huh. tired now. Um, so uh, yeah, no, he's really nice and. Um, lots of jokes which like i don't know if it's like the danish sense of humor or what but i it took me a while to figure out what his sense of humor was uh-huh. and very very dry but not in i don't know maybe like british people have a very particular way of like sarc- doing sarcasm and dry humor um but i wasn't picking up on any of that at all so i was taking him extremely seriously uh-huh. for a while um and he's not really like that um he, you know, of course, he's very passionate about what he does, but he he, he does like to make jokes and uh, you know entertains himself with uh, with lots of stories and jokes. So, do you play any other instruments, Becky, besides the bass? No, no, I am uh, strictly just bass. I mean, you know, I, I I understand music enough to like play a bit of piano and strum a couple of guitar chords, but um, it's really just bass for me. How many basses do you own? Um, I have. I think like six. I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, five, five here at the moment, and I think I've got I've, I've left one with my parents. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'm not a big collector of basses. I've got to be honest. I I like my favorite bass, and I wish I could just play that every day. Um, and the others are just out of kind of necessities, really. <laughs> I love the way you did uh, Souls of Black. I saw that video where you posted the the, oh, the, yes. the intro bassline. Yeah, badass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a cool song, such a cool bass line, and um, yeah, that really did well like, online. Like a lot of people took notice of that, and um, it's just nice to have a song that just straight from the off, like bass in your face. <laughs> Badass, <laughs> Makes yeah. A big statement. Yeah. So, do you strictly listen to rock metal, Becky, or do you listen to other kind of music? Um, I guess you know, like metal is where my kind of where the music I grew up with is where my passion and my kind of geeky like musical history um mind brings me but um i i listen to a lot of punk as well and of course you know, different kinds of rock i love musical theater as well so um yeah of all genres like kind of you know the rock operas as well as more like you know 60s musicals and stuff so uh yeah i i guess generally pop and rock music is my thing i i, I do like a, a bit of blues and and jazz and stuff more for it's like interesting bass playing oh and funk uh, i love funk, funk playing funk bass lines are yeah. uh, just very satisfying to me but yeah. um but yeah it, it's very much a metal kind of thing give us an update on fury you mentioned uh, a new album coming this year right yes. Later. what's the update there yeah. what's going on there gigs coming up so we've got some gigs in uh mostly gigging in the uk at the moment um and then in november we're going to be doing a tour in um around like switzerland and germany mostly 
Um, so I'm hoping before that we'll be able to get out the next album. So we've written a bunch of songs. They're kind of they're pretty much all there. We just we're actually going to go into the studio this weekend. Um, nice. And just we're we're trying out a new studio at the moment. So uh, we want to try and um, yeah, kind of get a different sound for the next album. So we're doing one song that we record this weekend, and then if we like how the sound is coming out, then we're going to try and book in for the to, to record the rest of the album there. And um, and yeah, I, I really hope that we can get something out by uh, by the autumn this year because um, that would be great, and it would you know it would line everything up really nice for the gigs that we've got and for um, and for next year with Merciful Fate. So. Yep. yeah like so we you know we're i get i guess i call us just a kind of traditional heavy metal band like yeah. we are um young people but we're we're all just like massive metallica iron maiden uh you know that kind of stuff we're we're people who grew up on that kind of music oh yeah uh we've never been we've never been a cool band um we've never been super popular in the kind of circles that we move in but um, I think if you if you're into that kind of like flavor of, of metal, yeah. then you'd like it. So you know, um, the last album is called Born to Sin, and that's very uh, in your face kind of like heavy, uh, a lot you know, kind of more like up tempo, thrashy, like Motorhead vibe kind of songs. Um, yeah, good stuff. Oh yeah, I heard that it. Is, yeah. Oh, you like it? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah nice. great. Thank you. <laughs> good stuff. So who writes the songs, okay. Becky? Are you the main songwriter, lyricist, riff master, and all that? No, actually, um, it's Julian, the the male lead vocalist. He's uh, he writes most of the music, and he always has. So um, since the first album, that way, way before that I joined, um, he's been the main songwriter. And then I joined in like uh, late 2017. Um, I was just a dep again. I was depping, and then ended up taking the full role. Um, uh, and yeah, since then, I kind of, I've taken on more of a, um, almost like managerial role, I suppose. Like I kind of run the social media, I book the gigs, I uh, send out the merch. I, I I don't know, I kind of make things happen, um, but I'm not really a songwriter at all, <laughs> to be honest. I just write bass lines, that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> Will we see Fury uh, open for Merciful Fate one day, maybe? I mean idea. that would be crazy. Like that would be so cool. Right? But um, I, I don't know. I guess it, it depends uh, what kind of shows Merciful Fate are, are doing. Um, whether there's opportunity to get Fury on the lineup. Like we, I'd, I'd love that. Fury would love that. I'm sure the Merciful Fate themselves would be like totally cool with that. Um, it, you know, it's just like a case of um, what what bands like need that slot because I, I don't know. Like in the music industry, it's all a lot of politics. So. Yeah. Um, you know, doing favors for for people and getting in with certain um, certain yeah. groups and stuff. So, you know, I, I I'm sure it, it's possible, but it, it just depends where and and how it could come about. But it, it would be great, really. It'll work. It's just an idea, you know. You should mention it to oh, uh, I think it would to their management. Yeah. yeah, I think that, yeah, the music works together as well. I think. Um, I, I think King Diamond has a very controversial, like I guess not controversial, but like a dividing, a divisive voice. Like a lot of people, like it's like Mama, you either love it or you hate it. I don't know if you have Mama, <laughs> there, but um, yes. <laughs> like yeah, a lot of people are kind of they, the the voice is shocking and they don't like it. Yeah, and we get the same with Fury. Like a lot of people say, like oh my god, like this guy's voice, like 
I love the music, but the voice isn't for me. Um, but I, I think that's kind of what makes a band unique and what makes we're, us all different. And I think that's great that um, exactly yep. some people can't stand it. <laughs> so, right. so, and it's great that it would work together in that way. Yeah, but you got their attention with the, the different voice there. That's cool. So it works out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we can't all sound um, identical, you know. I can't even think like who would even be the ultimate metal voice. Like, I guess Dio. Like we can't all sound like Dio. It would make yeah. Dio less special. So <laughs> I read somewhere you play in a Metallica tribute band. Is that still going on or? Um. So I just um. I'm kind of a freelance kind of session um depth live depth and stuff for yeah. a lot of bands. So I just kind of fill in when they um, when they need me whenever their bass player is busy. Uh, because I, I love Metallica, I love playing Metallica, and yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's it's cool. Like I, I know, I know covers bands, tribute bands get a lot of stick, and you know, it's it's to- yeah, definitely everyone is aware it's not as cool as being in an original band. But I think a lot of venues are relying on um, the kind of pull that a tribute or covers band has to keep their venue alive and i think if it keeps the venue alive and people are going out and watching live music then that's better than 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 none of that happening and if you can get for example like an original band um opening up for a tribute band and you get like a bit of a mix of audiences like that that is kind of the best thing really and so yeah no, i i really love playing metallica they're, they're, they've been like my favorite band from like the age of uh, thirteen till about sixteen, like absolute number one. And since really? then, you're a fan they're too. Still huh? kind yeah. of up there. They're still up there. <laughs> Which is your favorite song? Metallica. Um, I, oh God, I, I, I always go back to "For Whom the Bell Tolls." Like it was the first song that yeah. really impacted me when, um, when I saw they they had that um, you know the day on the green video yeah. on like Kerrang and Stars and stuff. That was kind of when I was first discovering metal music and just watching that video i just thought it just they were so cool and it was such a cool song and you know cliff burton like the camera is always on cliff burton and he's like rocking out and i'm like oh shit that's what a bass player does like that's that's what bass is that's what's different to the guitar players and um yeah like that uh, moment of like first watching that video has had such a big uh, impact on me even though like now i am kind of sick of this song but still yeah. like somewhere inside this like <laughs> kind of like, this like twinge of like this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me when i first watched it so um yeah i'd, I'd say probably still for in the bell tolls <laughs> as far as, as a tribute which is the bassist uh, that gave you the hardest time at trujillo or newstead burton um i guess Hmm, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, really. I guess Trujillo, like, he's, like, such a technical player. I, but I, I think it's he uses it so sparingly in yeah. Metallica songs. Like, there'll be sections that are, like, just really intense, fast stuff. Um, you know, sometimes he plays with a pick, I think, as well as, as fingers. So, yeah, um, yeah like, I, I guess his, it's, like... Uh, playing is probably the most different to mine because uh, I spent so much time um, like learning cliff bass lines that you know when it comes to learning a, a Metallica Reloaded set um, the the cliff stuff just feels very natural even though they're probably the more I guess the more flashy bass lines like they were a lot more creative with bass lines um, I, I feel like 
I don't know. It's I, I enjoy it more. Maybe I just I love uh-huh. Cliff's bass lines. I love the way he approaches the instrument, and uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Give us uh, musicians a quick uh, rig rundown. Uh, you mentioned using uh, ear monitors with Merciful Fate, uh, but as far as your gear, yeah. can you give us a quick uh, rundown? Yes. So I use um, uh, my main bass is a Rickenbacker 4001. Nice. Um, it was made in 1977, so it's a bit of a an old one that wow. um, but it has been modified with uh seymour duncan uh bridge pickup and uh, and you can if you see it like visually it's, it's got quite a few modifications like the scratch plate and stuff has been changed um the other base that i sometimes take is a uh, 4003 rickenbacker so that one's i think 2002 is that year uh again same modifications the seymour duncan pickups and then i use i at the moment i'm using the neural dsp Quad Cortex, which um, is like a like it's like a computer um, in in the shape of a pedal uh, with loads of different effects in it, which is amazing. Like it's an amazing bit of kit. But when when I was on the Merciful Fate tour at the time, I was using the Dark Glass Photon pedal, which may be coming back out of retirement for the next Merciful Fate tour. I'm not quite sure. Um, but actually, I have the Dark Glass sounds on the um on the uh on the quad cortex anyway uh and then for amps as well i use dark glass as well um the dark glass ao 900 head and the 2x12 cab whenever i've got amps um but yeah with merciful fate we um tend to go for in-ear monitors so myself um and mike and bjarne are all on in-ears and then king and hank are coming through the monitors like on stage so there's a bit of a mix of everything on the stage but I like having my bass super loud um, in my ears because it just, uh, I spent so much time practicing the sets at home on my own, like not, not in a kind of band situation, that it felt really natural to hear myself uh, more isolated. Yeah. I, I got used to, that was the first time I, I've ever used in ears was just for that tour. But, um, but yeah, I really got used to it and it was, yeah. it was pretty cool. And it made me feel better because I, I, you know, I was the newbie here and I wanted to really hear that I wasn't messing anything up. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was good for me. <laughs> yeah, make sure you got a, all the parts down. Yeah. Uh, so what's oh. next on your agenda, Becky? Before we let you go, uh, what's on your on your plan book here? Uh, for for like today or this week or what? Yeah, today um, and for the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's almost it's like half past nine in the evening now, so I've, I'm I'm done for the day. I've been teaching uh-huh. all day. Um, uh, this week I have uh, oh I, I run a Patreon. Um, I don't I didn't mention this, but um, that's something I kind of do with with my uh, any free time I have is I have a a Patreon thing, and so tomorrow I'm doing a music quiz. So by the time this is aired, it'll be too late. But I do kind of roughly monthly music quizzes with my Patreon supporters. So I so that, yeah, that's kind of my plan for tomorrow is finish off writing all the questions. Uh, I need to do an audio round for the the quiz, uh, and then in the evening we'll be hanging out on Zoom and um, testing people's knowledge on uh, heavy metal and stuff. Cool. Um, and then yeah, this weekend, as I said, uh, doing uh, the Fury recording. Uh, so I'll be going down to South Wales for that, and yeah, um, yeah, generally, I don't know, listening to to uh, Merciful Fate demos and yeah. Imagining my my future, <laughs> my future baselines. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, would you like to leave a, a message for your uh, to your fans listening today, Becky? Okay. 
Um, I guess if, if you're a new fan, if you're a new listener, then uh, please head to my website, beckybaldenbase.com, where you'll find um, links to my YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, web store, Patreon, I can't remember what I've listed. Um, and if you've been following me for a long time, then uh, thank you very much. Thank you for all your support and uh, all the positivity um, about my recent announcement with Merciful Fate. It's been uh, really cool to be part of the new Merciful Fate family. So thank you very much. Awesome, Vicky. So thank you for your time and uh, congrats once more on your gig with uh, you. King Diamond and the boys. And uh, much luck to Fury and hope to see you guys in the U.S. soon. I hope so. Yeah, one day, one day we'll make it over there. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, Becky. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. A true talent from the UK, a very, very talented person. And thank you, Becky, for making time. And congrats once more on your new gig with King Diamond's Merciful Fate. And a big shout out to King and all the guys in the band. And of course, to all the fanatics, don't forget to support Becky on social media, Becky Baldwin. You can support her live whenever you see Fury Gigs, F U R Y, support her stream download purchase merchandise and of course uh, be on the lookout for merciful fates tour dates uh, i believe she mentioned two dates in south america lucky fans out there they're gonna get to see the king and the guys so anyways on behalf of the show your favorite podcast we truly thank you guys for your support thank you for downloading streaming and enjoying the show in whichever format you are enjoying this so thank you from your friend james floating around the sun on the third planet earth anyways don't forget to keep it metal that metal interview